All I ever ask is keep it eight more than 92 with me, 100. It really happened. Woo. Worlds is a reality. Oh my gosh. Let's oh. go. Oh, do you, do you do, I got my, my appropriate clothing on. Do you see this? <laughs> I noticed that. Yes, let's go. Cole, do you think they'll bring back the jersey for the the uh the baseball format for Worlds 2021? Yo, if, if they bring back a baseball oh, jersey for Worlds, bro. I will lose my mind. Oh. <laughs> Can you imagine how many of those they would sell? Trillions. Full. It would be <laughs> every man, woman, and child on the planet would would have several. Yeah, it would be like the next iteration of Big Dogs T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome everybody to Hundred Talk. Oh my gosh! With the world's qualified 100 thieves lcs squad taking mm. down eg this past weekend and it feels very very good very very good uh and shout out 100 thieves esports and youtube chat saying would sell at least 100 well i don't disagree i would add a few zeros come to twitch that's where the party's at uh good to be here with everybody we are so happy after nearly suffering Fatal heart attacks this past weekend. <laughs> we're back. Woo, We've man. had some time to reflect on what's happened, and we're happy to bring you another edition of Hunter Talk. And everybody in chat keeps talking about how everybody doubted us. Mm -hmm. uh, keep talking that talk in chat. Enjoy it. This is the moment. This is the moment. I am. I am so proud. I'm a proud father right now, Jordan. How about you? <laughs> that's that's a, that's the feeling I have. And look, I don't. I don't mean to gloat. I don't want to boast, but uh, it's it feels good to know that we weren't among the doubters. We both predicted this exact outcome. Yes, and 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 for once, I wasn't doing it just because I really wanted us to win. I just I had that <laughs> feeling. I had the feeling, and uh, yeah, we were we were the. Uh, they should have put us on the analyst desk just as a little. You know, they could put drop our image in there to say, okay, here's three two. Here's three, two, just to show that we're not all completely off base here. Uh, they missed the opportunity. Maybe next time. But hey, <laughs> we got it. We got them. We got worlds. Boy, the rest of it, I keep having to remember, there's still more to play. The season's not over. There's okay. still more to do, but it does feel a little bit like I, I care less about how the rest of this goes. And we'll... I'm sure we'll talk about that. We'll oh, we're going to gonna talk about it. Yeah. But boy, there's just this, this giant exhale. I'm sure the players, coaches, staff, GMs, all are feeling it too. Nade shot that we made it back, man. We made it back to the point that we started this whole thing at. And dang, does it feel good. I'd say the second time mm. around feels even better. I think you're right. I think it does feel better this time around. I mean, it's pretty amazing to go first year, but yeah. we didn't know how good we had it back then. We truly um, didn't. Yeah. Oh, what, a what a night. What a night. Well, we're happy to bring you another 100 talk. Yeah. Um, we're going to be 
talking about the the series as a whole more so than game by game as we um sometimes do and then we'll talk a little team liquid and Mm. really this is just bask in the happiness and glory (laughs) just good vibes feeling good having a good time that's what it's all about cole you know what my good times are powered by i don't know about you rip it oh my friend i sure do oh you do you do know (laughs) citrus x citrus x the flavor of celebrations Cole, it's Let's the flavor, go. the flavor of destiny. I walked into my my Rippet storage chamber tonight, and it was sitting on top <laughs> of the stack of cases, as if it were meant to be. I thought I was out of Citrus X. I really did. This one must have it just rolled, had to be done. Rolled behind the the the. Sorry, what? What was that? Cole, fire sale. What's a? a are we? We're doing it's a Warzone stream now. What's going on? What's the fire sale? What's on sale right now? World's tickets? World's lodging? Should we check? Somebody check World's Kayak. World's jerseys? Kayak, this, this, this post sponsored by Kayak.com. No? What are the channel points looking like? What is this? I don't know. I don't think I can redeem them. I'm a mom. Jordan, something critical has happened. What's going on? Chat? What is... Something is a lot cheaper in channel points now. Let's get ready. Oh dear. Crockpot. Oh. Crockpot gets the first one. <laughs> Zip the rip. We got to go. Let's go. This, Cole. I don't know how Let's long the fire go. sale is. But here we go. Super Ninja Penguin said lore readings. <laughs> We're not Cole, that bold. What's the opposite of the fire sale where they do the. Uh, Deactivate one option. <laughs> oh no. There's a, yeah. a 30 minute CD on it. <laughs> 30 Un- minute unzip cool the rip. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my kind of fire sale. First one gets the deal. Everybody else. Here we go. Price. Here we go. It's changed. We've unlocked the floodgates. Here we go. <laughs> the stream is officially flooded and rip it. It feels great. There we go. It's on. All, All right, right. Kale, we fixed it. It's on. <laughs> Let's go. We're going to be pounding the rip during this one to celebrate Knox. All right, Jordan. All right. We can't call all I'm these sure out because this would be the only thing we do all show. But we'll keep sipping the rip as you redeem them. Um, it'll power us through this massive agenda we have tonight, Cole. Yeah. Ad- agenda item number one. We are so good, aren't we? We're going to Worlds. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk, about, let's talk about the EG stream, or the EG series, though. Okay. For real. Okay, so cast your minds back before we knew the outcome. Yes. All right? Before, uh, before we went through the stress that was that series, the stress that was game four, we... Made our predictions last week. As you mentioned, both of us calling the 3-2 and 100T's favor. Now, we had some assumptions about how this series would play out. And though we got the result right, there were a couple key differences, I think, in how, how this happened. So yeah. there's, lots, there's lots and lots to talk about. The first thing I want to hit, this series... It just wasn't as close as it seemed. All right. Now, my heart was pounding (laughs) through the whole thing, basically. I was so stressed and I was like isolating myself in the house. Right. 
Right. I don't know. I just felt the pressure like crazy. I, I watched this on VOD Squad. So I was watching it alone in oh. my house late at night. And I was hoping for a 3-0 so I could get to bed. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it was not that. Um, but yeah, I, I think like having some time to calm down and go back over the series. I watched through highlights like two or three times of all the games. And I looked at the gold graphs and I looked at the like play by play or whatever. And I was like, you know what? It wasn't as close as it seemed. It really wasn't super close. Now things were close because we made two, three, maybe four critical (laughs) errors that kind of almost threw or did throw in the case of game four. Yeah. But I really felt like this hundred thieves played above what I expected them to do. Now I, I thought this was going to be like uh, a couple blowouts by EG and like a few like of us managing to get over the hump. It was really kind of flipped. Yeah. I mean, you take away that Danny play, which was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, game four is a stomp for us, right? So it's like we have two stomps of them and one good win over them. And then one where they kind of like barely won a little bit. We got outplayed by Trist. We got out macroed by them in game two. Mm-hmm. But like they, we had a big early deficit and we closed the deficit. We came back. I don't know. It just, we played well. Like the series on totality, we played well. And I am so proud to say that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, our 3-2, we don't hedge our predictions. I do sometimes. But we, we talked about all the things that needed to happen. We don't hedge our predictions. Yes, we do. I do. Cole doesn't. I do. Um, all the things that needed to happen if the series were to go the way it did. And I feel like we did those things. In I, I can't say off the top of my head if we did them all. We certainly did enough of them to win the series. So, A, that feels great. B, um, it's like they they rose to the occasion in the way that we said they would have to. And I'm kind of thinking first and foremost here about Reaper, who came and, you know, mm. not to completely upend your your uh, plan here for the show, but, you know, like, no, yeah, yeah. made the most of that time and showed up with a bunch of looks or, like, a look that just kept repeating that we didn't expect to see. And, boy, we've probably got a few words to eat regarding one champion called Viego uh, at this point um, because well hey we we alluded to that <laughs> we called it out we're like all right maybe not the anemic Viego we thought in the golden after the golden guardians game remember yeah that's true we we we, we course corrected our Viego take we were like yeah closer did enough to earn some faith in it yeah now i will say i never would have thought yeah we'd get that champion basically as much as we wanted it. I mean, did yeah. we, did we, I can't remember if they took it right away or if we actually passed it up. Yeah, we passed it up. We took, we chose Lee Sin second pick on red side after they took Scion. Um, oh wait, no, these picks are out of order. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. The thing I'm looking at is out of order. Gosh, I hate that. <laughs> I'm using gall.gg. Um, let me see if I can find the real thing. Uh, anyway, the point is, yeah. We got that four times. We got Viego. Did we get Rise four times also? Was it? Was yeah. it three or four? Four. Games one what through four. What in the four. world, man? I rise. cannot believe that that happened. Rise. 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 Four times in a row. 
And yeah, it, um, chat saying they it was a first pick Viego from them. So thanks for the the correction there. I mean, look, gosh, do you, do you care? Do, can I just blow the structure on this wide open? Yeah, I don't okay. care at all. Okay. We won. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. It's, the rest is just it's details. Okay. <laughs> I have so much I want to say about this whole series because it's so cool in a lot of ways that I didn't expect. And I want to go to the Viego and just talk. I mean, it's so interesting that they didn't decide to eventually just ban it. And do you know what caught my eye on the ban list? Do you have a guess specifically what ban I found to be very, very interesting? And if you don't, that's fine. Uh, this is not a test. I'll tell you the Callista? answer. Not Callista, although that was a bit surprising just because we haven't seen a ton of it. I think it's more meta than it is specific. It's the Varus. We saw the Varus yeah, banned. Yeah, Varus was banned yeah, often. Every yep. game? I want to say every was game. Was it every game? Yeah, it was every game. Every I just went through it. It's every game. Game. And just the previous sandwich. The previous week, I want to say, I had talked about this concern I had that people were letting FBI play Varus. And that made me worried that we had kind of fallen into like a rut, a champion rut for one of our most important players where he's on this champ. People know he's going to grab it. They're not too worried about it. And they just let him have it. Something happened. And EG yeah. said, look, Viego just went 7-0-12. It's game two. We, you know what we have to do. We have to ban Varus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's like, it's a, it's a different V champion than I was expecting you to say, but okay, we'll ban him. You know, we get Do you three. think they did the search by letter thing and just <laughs> click the wrong one? Right, five times in a row. It's like, oh, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that was a huge shock to me. And I loved it. I loved it. I loved it because I was wrong. EG was clearly so terrified of this Varus. Zin was the other one every time. So that was not something I expected, but something I was absolutely delighted to see and i don't know if it's that they just saw more or like got more intel from scrims or if they just saw a tape and they felt like boy that matches up horribly in what we want to do we got to get rid of it but that was an interesting one for me yeah um it seemed like like i don't know it's it's hard for me to imagine that in hundred thieves series prep they were thinking okay so first of all let's keep jazuke off of his comfort pick you know yeah. <clears throat> which I, th I think is clearly what they did, right? The rise, taking the rise and banning out LeBlanc. Okay. It, it was like clear to me. Let's make Jazuke uncomfortable. Cool. Yep. Then we're going to get Viego every game. <laughs> right. <laughs> In my mind, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they, they are 300 IQ with this, but it's like, can you, I don't, I don't know how you can plan on getting that champ that many times. And I don't, I mean, off the top of my head, did we, I, we didn't really like switch up much in the comp. Um, I don't know. I, I, it didn't change a ton. I guess. I guess well, it did change every time somewhat. But I, it, it just seemed like the the Viego was the the central piece. Yeah. And could you really? Did you really plan for that, or did we just luck into there's that? There's no way. There's no way you planned for that. I'll tell you what I, I think know. they did plan for is this type of. I say this and I'm looking at the picks and I'm like, it's kind of, it's, it's pretty different, right? Like I, I, one of the things we learned, the first thing we learned about this team is they are willing to run it back. Right. 
And, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think this is one of those things where they had a general idea on how to play the game with Diego. And I'm not smart enough to say that game one to game two is essentially the same game plan. But I, I do know that if you have your jungler on the same champion, you're at least thinking about approaching the game in a similar way, probably. Um, you know, variations on a theme, right? Like, and actually, it's pretty interesting. You look at game two, we pull in the gangplank. And that's a that's a different look than the Renek- the Renekton. And we banned Renekton, I believe, just because we didn't want impact on it. So that's fine. Like, we're going to move somewhere else. Yeah. We're going to make sure you don't get it. Um, and then the game three is is poke. We got the Ezreal there. Um, we've got the the rise there, which is not like long range poke, but certainly can chunk out a team real quick. So it's variations on a theme. And then Kaisa in game four. So it really is different. The Viego is the common thread. Gangplank is is pretty common too. Um, rise, rise, rise. Is four games yeah. So like that's that's this is what I'm getting at. That's probably the blueprint that we came into this series thinking like, all right, first look is this. And I, I think what they say is until we feel like it's not working, that is the blueprint of what we play back. We run it back. We saw him do it with Karma. Um, and everybody doubted yeah. initially and then stopped doubting after that. Um, and I feel like we, we won game one. So it wasn't even the initial doubt. It was just like, they haven't shown us that they can beat this yet. And we don't feel like they're going to. So we're just going to keep playing it. And I think until they tried to take it from us, or until they did take it from us, but they gave up so much to take it from us. And it showed. Yeah, that was that was really weird. And and kudos to us for having the uh the the game five comp ready to go, like yeah. in the tank. Cause it, so to oh. me, that was a clearly, clearly prepared thing, right? Because as soon as they take the Viego out of our hands, you know, we've got a different comp lined up. <clears throat> I honestly I did not guess that closer would be playing Lisa in this series. Yeah. Even if he played a different jungler in all five games, I probably would not have chosen Lisa as one of them. He I just looked, don't think of him that way. He looks so hey, yeah, good. He looks super clean. <laughs> he on looks it, so yeah. good. Um, but yeah, and then and then had the LeBlanc, so taking taking the Juzuke signature again. Yep. Um, and the Rel from Huhi, which I mean, we had a Huhi game, maybe two, where the Rel did not work out for us. It didn't look that good. I mean it was ready to go for this game. It looked yeah. great in game five. Um, he didn't die once on rel. That is very hard to do. I feel like, like yeah, he was it's like you all himself. in and you have to, you have to basically crawl out of the team fight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you, <laughs> you, like, you need your dying. team. You need your team to come through in the way that our team did to make that happen. And there were some close moments where I believe he was down to like hundred or sub hundred HP, but man, he was, he was on, and it was looking, it looked like early Rel before people really knew what, what she did, I feel like. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's something else. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's like the good thing about this, and someone said this in chat, I was going to make this point too, is because we were able to basically have the same main focus for the first four games. Yeah. We did not burn through a lot of our looks for playoffs. I feel like that's true. You know, there's there's no chance we didn't have more things prepared and ready to go, um, especially with a two week break. We basically had to give away two looks over <laughs> right. the course of, of five games. Which yeah. sometimes, you know, if you win three zero, you may not have to give up more than two looks anyway. But um, we didn't, and fortunately, we're not really paying a tax there. Yeah. Um, giving away the trade secrets. So you know, that's even, really that's really good. And I'm glad, like you said, that the that the 
staff is willing to sit on that. Be like, no, yeah. we think this is working. Yeah. We like this. I mean, look, they lost game two. Yeah. All right. And they said, no, 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 we're good. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to do this again. One right. game three, game four should have been a win. We all know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny, you are insane. Enjoy your rookie of the split award and a long and fruitful career to come. Cause that was nasty. Yeah. But we made that mistake, right? That was our game. So, I mean, I love that. I love the confidence. Okay, a couple quick thoughts. First one is, um, the, I think the other benefit of this is, not only do we not show a ton of looks, we showed a look that feels bannable. And the, the benefit of this, just to, to go back through it, this is draft 201, is Liquid now has a choice to make. We can ban Viego and just bypass this whole thing. I'll, I've returned. Um, or we can let it through and then like give us a chance to beat them with a look that they already know we have, which I think yeah. in a best of five is actually a huge, huge disadvantage because then you have the, the unenviable choice of deciding, do you ban Viego now? It's like a little bit of like the, the sunk cost fallacy. It's like you kind of get into that and second guessing yourself. Well, we already know that they can play that. Do we just let Viego through again? And so it's just a, it's a bad spot from a draft strategy perspective because say you ban Viego and we're like, oh great, we didn't practice that once last week and we have these six other things that we're ready to bring to the table. So I think that's a really big benefit uh, knowing that this isn't the end of the road. Like there are more series to play. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to ask, and I don't know if you've heard this, is there, is there any reason conceivable by man that Danny didn't play Tristana in game five. Uh, it must have just not fit the blue side comp they wanted. I mean, I can't really think of a good reason because I'm dumb. No, it's not. Um, it's not you. Cause I thought about this for a while and I was like, Oh, we banned him. <laughs> I was like, you didn't ban him. Uh, Oh, we, did, we didn't kick him. I, I thought it was like an instant loss when we didn't ban it. Cause I mean, look, his game two Trist was insane as well. It was like two games of Tris yes. where he looked crazy. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm seeing, not sure what what we knew, but we were right. Yeah, and, and Nameless says maybe, that maybe Sven Skarin coming in just mi- mixes up how they want to yeah. play, and they they don't feel comfortable committing to that. I don't know. Yeah, and Na- Nameless is dropping some wisdom, saying that Tristan Dufalios is torture in lane. Seems like it could be a possibility. Look. What I'll say to you is FBI is torture in lane though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah good luck laning. But, but this is the thing. So Danny is, this is Danny's champ. This is the one he's great at. It's kind of like Viper on R- R- Riven where my question is always like, but did you consider Riven? Because we've all seen yeah. what he can do. <laughs> um, I think that this dude could like, as he showed us literally one V five doesn't matter to him. You know, like he's that good on it. So Personally, I'll be very interested to see when a player is that good on a champion, like when they have a career defining moment like that, this is my uneducated take. I'm just like, I would say probably play him on that until he has a game that he says, I'm pretty much done with that for now because (laughs) he was, he was that good on it. Right. Where it's like, he was pretty much one V nine in game four. And, um, I'm going to be watching. (laughs) What's that? I said and one. Yeah, what? Yeah, exactly. One v nine and one. It happens so rarely at the highest levels of of competitive play that you see a performance truly like that, where it's not like, oh man, he popped off in that fight. 
Like, no, 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 the whole game. And watching game four, I was like, the only thing that they have is Danny in this game. He is strong. He has a huge CS. Um, you know, he's getting crazy items. And uh, yeah, just hats off. That's It'll be super fun to watch in the future. That's all I got to say. The sure as heck wasn't Jazuke in that game. We can talk about that later. Um, but yeah, I, I, so I'm still left wondering why did they let us do that to them in draft? But thanks, I guess. <laughs> Um, so dub secured there. Uh, the, I, I did have confidence that we were going to have drafting looks prepared. Like that was one of my things where it's like, I, I do think that like some of, some of the players, maybe like someday, for example, with someone whose champion pool is looking more narrow nowadays than earlier in the split. But I did still feel like we're going to have a plan. We're going to use the two weeks. It's going to be fine. And so that was a big check mark. Something I didn't expect. The top lane matchup, we got completely wrong. Yes. We, we have to issue the biggest mea culpa here <laughs> because both of us were of the opinion that someday's going to be outmatched in lane. And so it'll, it, we just have to hope that Impact's just kind of playing weak side while that happens. Yep. And boy, was that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> he looked very good. And they... So, so the EG approached, I think the whole series, the way that the way that on paper you would attack under T, which is like, we're going to throw a lot of bands at bot lane and we're going to exploit someday by sending people his way all the time. And it didn't matter. It just didn't matter. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go out of order here and read a stat that Kale Maldoran sent in, <clears throat> which I didn't see this pointed out anywhere else. Maybe it was. But uh, he says, if I were to ask you who on 100T had an average CS difference per game of plus 49.4, who would you have thought it would be? It was Sunday. In a series? 49.4 over the series. Yeah. Whoa. Can you believe that? I had no idea it was that outrageous. But definitely, like, there was, there was no top lane gap to exploit for EG in this. And they tried. They sent resources up there. They got kills on someday, man. They got those early kills. You had someday starting 0 and 2, 0 and 3. Like it happened and it did not matter. Yeah. It was awesome. And 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 so yeah, throw the bands at bot lane and try and try and camp top. Seems like a pretty good recipe to beat Hunter T. Was not the case, man. I I am so happy that someday had a great series. Yeah. And I hope that people won't dwell on the KDA for him because the KDA was mostly not good. <laughs> um, and it wasn't bad, but it was like, you know, like it didn't it didn't look as pretty as, as some of the other guys, man. But yeah, I man, I was really happy with his performance. I w- did not expect to get that kind of a renaissance from him. And no, I mean, that's the best. That's the best possible thing for us right now. Yeah, I, it is very interesting that. Um, they, right. It's not like they, EG just made a tactical decision to not pressure this. Like they went for it. Um, and it, it, like the Jace into gangplank was actually super interesting. Cause you listen to the casters talk about it, the matchup before the game started. And I was like, oh man, yeah. like the this is, game, yep. this is no fun. This is gangplank, st- you know, locked under turret, getting dove by people. 
just you know trying his best to farm with barrels maybe you get a you know a q q minion every now and again they're like oh this is rough i mean <laughs> didn't look that way didn't play out that way and no i think the only thing you can say is credit to someday for like anytime you have one of these classic matchups in a lane and it doesn't play out the way it can, it is credit to the player who breaks the expectation on that. And it could just be that they get, you know, they get 100% jungle presence, like they get, and they get mid, so they're actually like 130%. That was not what happened here. It wasn't like, okay, by all means, we have to save someday. And by the way, the rest of the map is gone. Like <laughs> he just played it well, man. And he, he looked like the bully in these matchups. He, I'm thinking especially of the gangplank into uh, Orn matchup. Where look, I don't think he ever put legit kill pressure on him, but he was certainly like yeah. dominating that lane. And that was that was what I think is really what we were hoping to see. Yeah. I, I gotta say, so I gave the CS stat. I think it's more. It's it hits with more impact. Uh, oh, it, it hits with more impact when you hear the hear um, game by game. So yeah. just listen to this. Yeah, game one, uh, Renekton into Orn. Some someday almost got the Flame Horizon here. Three fifty two <laughs> to two sixty five on CS. <clears throat> okay, game two, GP into Jace two seventy four to two nineteen. Yep. Game three. GP into Jace, uh, 316 to 269. Game four, GP into Orn, 282 to 205. Wow. Game five, uh, Nar into Scion, 202 to 17. So he 15 CS down in that game in which we absolutely destroyed them. And <laughs> all they did was come at someday. That's all they right? did. That's the he only got thing they did. Three times by Sven Skirin, and that's literally <laughs> it. Yeah, that's like. The only thing they did. Yep. Um, so huge shout outs to, to someday for getting the dang job done. And he uh, make no mistake. He was doubted um, before the series on some level by nearly everyone. Yeah. If fans and, and others alike. And, and look, to be fair, I think including us, right? Or me. Yeah, where, yeah, that's what we, that's why this is a mea culpa. <laughs> that was a trajectory. So yeah, it feels great. Look, if, if you ever need a shortcut to uh, demonstrably prove that you were camped, it's this. If the enemy top laner and jungler <laughs> both have 100% KP and everyone else on the team has 0% KP, you were camped. That's, there is no arguing it at that point. That should be a Nothing fair, else fairly happened. easy algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the For only... That kill presence or participation on the entire map is is right smack dab in the middle of your lane yeah uh, by the way while i was pulling up his stats i mean i saw the overall stat summary here the, more in the in in the this wasn't actually that close category just listen just listen to the 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 aggregate totals for these things kills this is team-wide kills 86 for 100 thieves 56 for eg Towers, 39 for us, 28 for them. And that's actually, they had that one game where even though they were getting spanked, they were like getting a lot of turrets. Mm -hmm. And that was weird. So <clears throat> that's like a total anomaly. So it really like, that should be even bigger. Uh, dragons, 15 to 900 T. And Baron, 7 to 2, 
100T. Ooh. It's like none of these measures particularly close. The the gold diff, we won by 14K game one. Um, they won by 7.2, which happened like close to the end uh, in their game two win. We won by 9.4 in game three. Gold was even in game four with the Danny outrageous play, but we were up at like, we were up like 9K before yeah. that happened. And then we won by 9.7K in game five. So it's like gold diff aggregate is sincerely in our favor as well. <laughs> just, like stats wise, it's just wasn't close either. Yeah. Which, I mean, it was a 3-2. So we almost didn't win the Found series. Found a way. Yeah, we almost threw hard enough. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah. So let the record kind of stand for what it is there. But yeah, in the games that we won, I agree. We, we looked like a much more composed and intentional team than we've seen the last few weeks, which feels hugely important as we prepare for playoffs, continuation playoffs, and then Worlds too. So yeah. good things. Uh, I have to, I have to go off script here because I don't know how I didn't actually put this in the rundown, but the Abadaga Jazuke thing, uh, right? That, <laughs> that was a thing too. So we, we all know that it got pretty greasy between those two guys. I'm surprised Abba actually like came out and, and made some of the comments that he did. Cause he's to me, he always seemed more of like a turn off all chat guy, yep. but, uh, it's not. It's not close who won out in this series between the two of them. And when Danny had his pop-off play in game four, and I had to watch the, the player cam of Jazuke like talking mess across oh, yeah. the studio. It's like, <laughs> dude, who are you? You know what I mean? Like he was coming off. Like remember he started, he started game three, Oh six and Oh yeah. Yeah. He got, he got like, he got garbage kill. <clears throat> Kill, garbage time kills like right at the end so he finished four seven and oh it's like you're coming off of that he was he was two and four and 12 in game four but it's like abadaga like got the better of him basically all series sans what like one or two solo kills that i think jizuke got on him but like game wise it was not close man the the better mid was not up for discussion after this series yeah yeah and that's i think when people kind of uh try this in the people's court which is how most of these you know kind of rivalries go <laughs> they'll clip and they'll play back the solo kills you know um and i think that there's a fair deal when you have a direct spat with someone and you make specific claims about their abilities in a specific area right um then that is what tends people tend to pick up on yeah. So saying that he's a garbage laner and then getting solo killed in lane is direct evidence against the claim you've made. And, uh, <laughs> you know, like that is what it is. Doesn't matter because he, you know, like the ultimate argument in this is scoreboard, right? And that's like we're going to worlds, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I think the thing that's it's actually pretty interesting in this one is he looked the, his worst on the block. <laughs> The 06 yeah. and 0 start. And it wasn't just that he was being camped. Like he did, he just made some bad plays. He got caught in plays he had no business being. This was not, you know, like, well, the team did great. Just ignore the KDA a la someday. Uh, this was, this was Jazuke having one of his little coin flippy games, Cole, uh, which I've heard people <laughs> say that we should maybe 
put to sleep um, as a kind of a meme in the LCS. But I don't know. I don't know if we're ready for that now because cert- <laughs> like just do the screenshot. Just do the screenshot of that game. Yeah. It's him on his champ and he's supposed to be unchained on. You know, he's supposed to carry the entire game. And garbage time is the only reason that he doesn't look like everybody else on the team in that game, which is one or zero kills. So yeah. I personally I think it's still a thing with Jizuke. It's like, yeah, he's going to have some some great moments. And he's gonna he's still skilled, like he's still talented, and he still had he outsmarted Abba bad on one where he had a biscuit in inventory and got some mana back. Yeah. When Abba was wasn't sucky. afraid of dying in lane to him. <laughs> like that one went to him. That's a mark in his column. Um but I still think that the, a lot of the stuff we said stands. Like I think there's just a lot of question marks there on uh what like how those two stack up, or at least how Jazuke stacks up to the rest of the field specifically. Yeah. I'm gonna save you the NBA uh comparison I was just about to make for Jazuke. We'll save that for another time. Oh, I love those. <laughs> yeah, I do it way too much though. So I'm trying, <laughs> trying to cut back, trying to get it out of out of my diet. Uh another another player we have to call out. I mean, we talked about closer, we talked about someday, we talked about Abadaga. FBI, I think we know what it is. I, but I want to call out Huhi because, geez. Yeah. Jeez. Jeez. It's hard to describe how good of a support he's become. Yeah. Um, which, after a role swap, is quite unthinkable. Yeah. He, he was, like, so clean this series. I, like, it was unbelievable. Is like hooks at just the right time on the yeah. Nautilus, right? The the rel stuff, I was really, really surprised in a good way by the rel. Cause like I said, I did not have a good internal, like uh nominal value for rel who he, you know, like yeah. in my head. And uh he looked absolutely fantastic on it. Um, I I don't know. You could see him setting up kill after kill after kill. I just like I'm so happy with how his second run at hundred thieves goes. And every week we always say something like this, but I don't want to skip over it because he is so clean. He's been such an asset to the team. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to continue to call him our single most consistent player. Um, and, and that's on a team of very good talent. You know what I mean? Uh, yep. I, I just really am proud of how he's played. Um, thank you. Who yeah, um, and I, I want to make specific mention of the fact that going into this series, one of the other things that I had highlighted, not as a, what I thought would happen, but a concern I had, is that the EG bot lane did get the better of us the last time we met them in the regular season. And they did it through some very specific things. They went full aggro. I think that we gave Ignar Thresh. Yes, we did. And we didn't, which I think was a very good move. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and which is one of the things we called out, right? One of the things we said we yeah, cannot do just is don't we do cannot it. let Ignar play fresh. It's, it's not worth it. Um, but look, this bot lane, and you know, Hui being, I think, just like the the solid core of it, they rebuffed all efforts from from Danny and Ignar to steamroll lane. I don't think there was a single game where I was worried about bot lane. Like what was you know like that? I think there was one lane where they had one game where they had a lead, like a, a healthy. Was it lead, the Tristana but, game? Maybe. Yeah, I think the game two. 
Yeah. Yeah, maybe it was game four. Game four CS difference was pretty insane. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, the gin into Tristana is the oh, one I'm actually thinking about. Yeah. <clears throat> but, you know, the the uh, the point stands where I just wasn't... That, that potential win condition for EG didn't play out. Um, right. And I think that the reason that we saw Tristana take over, it wasn't because of lane errors. It was because he just is that good all over the map at any point in the game. Um, so yeah, man, just absolutely huge. And really, I mean, really, really great roams as well. Um, mm-hmm. Just showing up, I feel like he and Abadaga have really good timing. Um, I, I'm having trouble thinking of specifics, but I just feel like there were moments where Abba did just enough to buy himself time for who he to be there to make the sure exact right time. Yeah. Yeah. Which with the exhaust. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> like that is so um, important when a team is trying their best to crack open the mid lane. And so, you know, who he just everywhere all over the place. And yeah, it, it was reminiscent of core JJ this weekend. Um, his, his Rome timings were insane. Um, as we've come to expect from him. And that's what, who he looked like a lot of the times with, with his room. So yeah, yeah, man, I just shout out that guy. Perma shout out. Yeah. Um, we didn't see a set. Okay. I mean, it it must just be, I I thought it was going to happen in that last game. Yeah. Yeah. But didn't need it. But he, he, he didn't look the worst for it. He was, he was doing good stuff, man. Yep. Well, um, one more thing from this series I want to talk about because we've we've mentioned the Danny play several times. <clears throat> I like to me, it's almost incomprehensible how we were not tilted by that. Oh, I this is the thing that that I can't understand about this series. I'm a fan watching at home. It doesn't. I have. It does not matter what I think, do, or say. <laughs> Anything related to LCS, right? What? And I am sitting there watching Danny, and I, f- I feel like he cuts our hearts out. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. honestly, it's like, oh, uh, like I was tweeting like so close, so close, so close, because we had this huge lead. It looked like a slam dunk win for us. Two like, Nexus turrets. Come on, come on, come on. Yeah, to, right? That's, and, and I actually had and, that thought. I was like, if we don't win this game, we were two Nexus turrets away from Worlds. Yeah. And, and when that happened, I just, in my mind, I, I had like the, you know, the, the dog with PTSD meme where, just, where they had him the plate of cupcakes or whatever. And he's like, that was me yeah. watching that unfold because I was like, this is how we lose. Yeah. This is how I just saw the whole thing unfold. And I was like, so we're going to lose this series EG. And then we're going to get curb stomped in the losers bracket. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be the laughing stock again. Uh, right that's what it felt like was happening and i'm sure i'm not alone right i am sure that i'm not the only hunter t fan that was that was feeling this and that's as a fan yeah all right (laughs) so if you're a player the pressure is on you like you know an infinite amount more yeah how do you let that happen to you and then come back and still destroy him in the follow-up game. I mean, I thought, I really, really, really thought it was over after Danny did that. Yeah. I was like, well, he turned a 3-100 Thieves into a 3-2 EG. And when I saw Someday die early off of a really questionable play up top in game five, 
It's like he's gone. He's tilted. The whole team's yeah. gone. We're gonna lose this. I think I may I may have even tweeted it. Yeah. But that was basically like the last mistake that was made in that series by Hunter T. And and they just absolutely went off. And it is really hard for me to comprehend how they were able to pull that off. That is, I think, the most resilient thing we've ever seen out of any 100 Thieves team or player or whatever. That's a big claim. The fact that, but I, I mean, how can you not agree with it? Like, that that is losing in the absolute worst way. You got 1v9 <laughs> by a rookie <laughs> when you had like a 9,000 gold lead. And not only that, but you actually had the stones to let Triss through in the draft also. Oh my gosh. I really want to know. You know what I mean? I want the story the, behind that. The composure there is just insane to me. I, I, it's literally incomprehensible. I am, yeah, I am really hoping. In fact, I'll just go ahead and say, I DM'd a couple of the 100 Thieves video <laughs> editors to tell them, I hope you got footage of whatever the heck was said after that game four. Yeah. Because I really really would like to see that yeah they're gonna put the the footage out and just be everyone weeping you know for like three or four minutes and then someone comes in like you guys gotta go back out now it's it's time to do draft like no we're not ready that's what i would have been doing just crying a lot cole crying so hard just the scream crying and uh i am with you it's unbelievable to me that we came back out and played our best game of the series i don't know I mean, maybe this is the thing. <laughs> maybe, maybe this is the thing. We we picked Diego game one. Like, I mean, he's not our favorite champ, but he's sort of busted. Let's see what we can do. And then they kept letting it through. We kept winning. And then finally, closer's like, oh, thank goodness. Lee Sin. Just love that. <laughs> love me some Lee Sin, boy. Ooh, classic. I'm going to do a flash kick. Ooh, I'm going to ward hop. <laughs> Resounding strike. I'll follow that. Ooh, he had some good ones. Yes, good. So maybe yeah. that was it. We were we were like, finally, we can stop. We're free. We can stop playing Diego. That's what we needed. <laughs> That's what we needed. Um, I wonder if the Sven Skarin thing made a difference. I mean, honestly, I know like the stats didn't look pretty for contracts. I I was scared of him the whole time. I yeah. thought he was playing well. Um, I'm shocked that they made a game five change. Like, I think you do that earlier in the series. You don't you don't do it in game five. I, do, I think do you, you buy in, it out with contracts. Do you buy into the idea that he just doesn't like to play? V, like it's not in his comfort pool. That's the, the only thing I can think of is they're like, look, you can play Viego, but you don't like Me. to. And, and Sven Skaren's like, that's my guy, Viego. And sure. And yeah, three, he's like, I'll get hundred percent KP baby promise. That's a promise. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, what I, I just, that's all I can think I, of. Cause I'm with you. I just don't know. I don't feel like he had a bad Be series. And BC pointed out said that when when we switched sides they swapped it so it was probably planned, um, but I just don't think you do it, man. And I I wonder if that was also a, a, a release for the guys. It's like all right, you know you it's it's like coming into a game cold is is just hard to do. Like you're not warmed up, you haven't been in this series, you haven't been through what the guys have been through, and you just make that sub. It just seems well, bad to me. It's just not like you don't do that in traditional sports. You do not do that. No. That's Ooh. not a move you would make. You don't well, sub someone out like that. Well, think back to, remember when we had benched Cody's son and he, the message that he said he got was like, please be ready, you know? Like, but I don't think he was even at the arena. They're just like, if we need you, we'll call you. 
Like yeah. Spence Garen, Spence Garen, easier said than done, got a message on game day or, you know, whenever they set rosters that he wasn't happy to hear. He doesn't want to be the like, hey, Viego in a pinch guy. And I'm guaranteeing you he was not in, the, in a great mental state when they finally called him in to try to win the decisive game five. Like, it's like when, you know, I was making a traditional sports analogy, but like subbing a player on five minutes before you kick penalty kicks in soccer, like, are you sure? Because the dude's not clicked a mouse all day and he hasn't sat on the stage yet today. Like, this is a big game. You really want to be doing this right now? So I don't think it's a great strategic move for a lot of reasons. Um, but yeah, like even if that was the plan, we get blue side, we're going to play Viego, we're going to put Sven in. It's like if you make it all the way to game five and that hasn't happened yet, you just got to abandon that plan, in my opinion. Yeah. And yeah, I was, <laughs> when you brought up PKs, I was going to bring up the uh, Euros. That is exactly what I was saying uh, about Because I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I, I watched it happen. Yeah. I was like, mm, 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 you don't do this. The coach clearly has never played soccer before because you don't do this. <laughs> this is not a thing. It's not fair. It's not right. Don't do it. So. You made water go up my nose, man. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's all good. I think Gareth um, Southgate has played some soccer in his day. I'm just kidding. Uh, forgettable. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I, I'm just, I'm really, like, that is a huge, like, just bringing full circle. That is a huge plus for us um, going forward. We survived the mental test of, of losing a game in almost a series, potentially a series, in an unimaginable way, right? Bounce right back and kick their teeth in. So that bodes really well for all difficult situations going forward for us. We had, we've gone through that crucible and we survived it, right? Like, all right, huge plus in our corner gives me a lot more faith in the team because, you know, it just, just remember where we were at with this team before we actually played. It was like, all right, form has not been good. We stomped Golden Guardians, thank goodness, and <laughs> yeah. subbed out because we didn't want to play EG, uh, probably a tactical scheduling seating thing. Um, that wouldn't be fair, though, Cole. That wouldn't be fair. Yeah, someone alert <laughs> any jungler who wants to complain about it. Um, <laughs> they- <laughs> But it, so we, we were shaky on form going into this series, right? And not only do we play pretty well, but we also uh, survive like a huge uh, mental test. And that puts us in really good position, I think. Like if they're able to go through VOD review during this week and they're like, hey, do you see we actually kind of stomped them? Yeah. We actually kind of smurfed? Look at, look at us, look at us, you know? And, and that's really amazing um i I think that's something that the team can build for gives me a bit rosier outlook on uh the team liquid series which should we just go there and talk about that let's do that all right the team liquid series we play thank goodness not on a friday but on a saturday (laughs) against team liquid who is looking red hot they're looking very good um this series is going to be a tough series. <laughs> I feel like um, we'll do a quick, let's just quickly look at the lanes. Yeah. Cause I, and that's because we're stupid. That's a lot of times the context that we do to, to <laughs> it worked for the stuff. EG series. Cole. It did. Except for we were wrong about a couple things. Wow. But on aggregate, we got the right prediction. 
based on our we did we even did it lane by lane it's a it's a wash there it's a minor for us it worked stick with it yeah stick with it so team liquid uh starting at the top of the map probably the most uncomfortable part for us right (laughs) alfari looks like he is fully back he is playing up to his physical stature (laughs) seeing him next to jensen like in the bow he's like two full feet taller than jensen uh he looks incredible again uh whatever happened with him and teal looks largely water under the bridge now uh r.i.p jat yeah um (laughs) does he scare you uh yeah i mean i think i i i agree with the common consensus that he is a scary player a dominant player i think you know his camille was spooky he's got a lot of good looks that uh i would now he was up against hoonie so um but uh yeah you know he's a scary dude yes i'm scared of him (laughs) (laughs) nice summary there um yeah i'm i'm real scared too and i think that he you know he was he was playing very intelligently he was baiting and he was also getting the mechanical outplays um I have serious concerns about this lane. Now, someday did his dang thing in the EG series. Uh, so that is like the, you know, that's the, the offset here. Yeah. Alfari looks like he's doing great. In my opinion, Alfari, best player NA as of right now. Yeah. Um, someday, if he has another series like he just did, I, d- I don't think it'll go as well. If, if if someday plays the same like yep. skill level and has the same you know has the same performance basically, I think Alfari gaps him more than Impact. Well, it wasn't even gap like someday gapped Impact basically in this yeah. series. But you know what I'm saying? Like I think Alfari still is going to outperform yes. even if someday has a really good weekend. Um, like I think the the Jace into Gangplank thing is possible if Alfari's on Jace, right? And the other way around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I think that's very much in the realm of possibilities. Um, and I certainly don't expect that we're going to see someday bullying Alfari in lane. Doesn't really no, matter what the I pick know. is. Do we blind someday every pick? I think BC mentioned this earlier that he was always blind pick. Yeah, full blind pick. Yeah. I I don't know. Uh, it probably depends on how confident you are in someday. Like, do you feel comfortable that he can minimize the losses? I think that's really what someday's playing in this series. Probably is like let's just not get this guy going. You know, we don't need you to gap him, but we do need you to contain him. Because I think he's shown that he uh, he can gap anybody in the LCS. Yeah, and that is a scary thing. Um, yeah. I'm trying to remember. I, I'm going through to, to see what Alfari played this past weekend. He played Narn game one. Camille uh, game Jace four. Jace game two. Um, so, yeah, Jace game two. Uh, Nar Another game Nar. three, and then Camille, and then Camille game four. <clears throat> yeah, um, and he didn't I think the need dude's gonna be one. scary. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I have serious worry about that. Even if we get a good performance out of someday, uh, so there's that. Mm-hmm. Got the jungle closer looked ridiculous. The only time, <laughs> the only time closer did not look like the best player in that series 
was when he was like basically stat checking and trying to make those insane plays to secure kills yeah. and then ended up giving away a couple, right? Uh, he he did do a little bit of waiting. Um, like he's definitely not a power clearing jungler. And I my I do worry that um if he gets a little bit too liberal with his hangout time <laughs> waiting for the right moment. <laughs> Um, that he could start to fall behind in a way that would make it harder against Santorin uh, to to remain, like, to be the carry that he he was in basically this entire series, right? Yeah. Now, it clearly didn't um, stop him in this series, so I might be worried about nothing here, but I noticed that that was a pretty common thing for him to be doing, is just kind of hanging out. Yeah. Now, Santorin, for me, I don't see it the way other people see it, like... It's not quite on the level as Power of Evil is for me or Huni is for you, where it's like I totally don't get it. But um, with Santorin, I, I mean, I think he's a solid player and a very good player, but like they're always like, oh, look at Santorin. Oh, player of the series. Oh, this and that. I, I never really get that feeling, that vibe about him. Yeah. Whereas Closer has those moments for sure. And he did in this past weekend. Like that dude was, he was the best player in that series, right? So, um, I don't know. I, I know that Santorin is good and I'm happy that Santorin's back, you know, good for him. I just, I still get the gut feeling that closer is going to have more to say about the games than Santorin does. Yeah. And, and Santorin got, you know, just kind of do the similar thing really quick. Like he didn't have the carry stat lines. He had a lot of more supportive stat lines. Other people were popping off. He did get some Xin Zhao picks, which I know is in jungle meta is like, way way up there we saw that in our series so you know if we're worried about him i feel like we could probably do a little bit more in draft to try to control him um yeah but yeah i'm, I'm kind of with you on that where i'm not as worried about santorin as like he's going to take over the game um clearly he's a, a jungler that enables the team uh, as we saw against tsm yeah um and then moving down the line into mid lane we've got abadaga into jensen um I'm confident there. Yep. I don't, for whatever reason, it doesn't seem to me like Abadaga worries about Jensen at all. Now, Jensen seems to not like Abadaga at all, but it just, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> I didn't have the most random memory pop in my head. Uh, in, in our high school senior yearbook, <laughs> actually, no, it wasn't the yearbook. It was in, it was in the newspaper. It was in the high, the student newspaper, our senior year, a mutual acquaintance of ours, a mutual friend of ours was talking about the freshmen and there, I don't know why they were talking to him about it, but he, he gave a quote that was like, to me, they are like small flies and I just ignore them. And that's, that's like, kind of, like Abadaga's attitude towards Jensen from oh. what I can pick up being totally outside of it and having no real ground to stand on. Yeah. That's kind of, it just seems like Abadaga's is not worried about it. Right. <laughs> Jensen. I like Jensen as a player. I think I've, I've always been higher on Jensen slightly than most people. Um, but yeah, Abadaga's just been. <sighs> Abadaga was in that EG series, just like a, a nice <clears throat> anchor, like a kind of set it and forget it kind of just doing great work. <clears throat> I mean, his rise looked really good. The roams were incredible. Party um, portal. Party portals. Yeah. were were almost flawless. He had, a, he had one that was, uh, ill-fated, but <laughs> I mean, I just, I felt so good about his play and his ability to just not worry about the other mid laner. 
Yeah. So to me, plus in, in our column for that. Yeah. I think you, you would probably look at the, uh, the TSM series and say, boy, Jensen's stat line looks outstanding. And then you say, but he was playing against power evil. So <laughs> uh, that's, that's Cole's reaction to that one. Oh, power evil's fail flash into ult. Did you see that? Oh my. It's not good. He's probably never tried that specific one before. I don't know. He maybe only has 20 or so games on his ear, so you can excuse him for that, right? This split, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so let's, go, let's go into bot lane. All right. Uh, uh, so historically, again, I rate tactical higher than most people do. Yeah. I People are always like, he's carried by Core JJ. I think he's pretty good, personally. Yeah. He is up against FBI. Yep. Do I need to say more? Nope. Good form from tactical this, this past weekend. He looked good. Look good. Uh, FBI has, we haven't really seen an FBI pop off takeover, uh, for a little while. I would say if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not just blatantly overlooking something, but I'll say this, that doesn't make me think, Oh, I don't think he can get the job done. That makes me think, about time <laughs> what was this and, and as coco can is saying in chat it's about time yeah, no, it's about that time what time it. is it it's, it's about that time oh it's about that time uh, okay. and as coco canna is uh pointing out just don't give him calista which i totally agree yeah uh, yeah he's he's had FBI that yeah and calista i don't like it tactical on calista i'm terrified of it so don't <laughs> let him happen he had the um, uh, the danny he had his danny yeah, moment I'm, on calista yeah, I'm I'm smelling FBI having having some impact on this series, so yeah, that's good. And then uh, the bot lane, who he versus, like world famous Core JJ, <laughs> household name Core JJ, household J, yeah, household JJ, <laughs> household JJ. Uh, he should change his. We got another podcast coming right after this. Household folks. JJ. Uh, how are you feeling about that matchup? I mean, here's the thing that's scary about. There's one way to look at this entire team, which is mm, they've not been super strong in this split, right? Like we beat them a lot. They beat us, I think, once. I say a lot. Do we, do we beat them twice and they beat us once? <laughs> this split? Is that how it went? Or do we three on? We three out them. We three out them. Yeah. But, but we, you know, they are another team that has. Wait, did we? I think did so. We lose the last I think one. We, I think we did. I got it. I'll get, no, the, I'll get the answer. Okay. You keep talking. Anyhow. That's I think that's the trap analysis of four in a row versus TL says sandwich. Um, <clears throat> the thing yeah. about TL yeah. is Cortez looked average in a lot of these games against us. They just didn't they didn't look that potent. And I think we all know now that when this five person roster is really meshed and hitting on all cylinders, um, and they had they had roster swaps that we played against. Um, like we know how good core JJ can be. And we know how good Alfari can be. And I think there's a lot of recent data where you look at this team, you'd say, well, Alfari just seems kind of like he just got subbed back out, you know, like what's why, why, why so much fuss about him? So I think that like their final form is actually much, much scarier. So I'm a little bit hesitant to, yeah. Just do the kind of like, well, here's how they look this split, or you know, oh, he's not been that good. Because I do think that all of these players were underperforming in different ways, 
not even individually, just collectively uh, throughout this whole split. And now seems to be the time, as you always talk about, that they are like at the top of the arc. And as we know, the the downside of that arc is sometime beyond this moment. The question is just when. And I think with EG, we found, as you kind of predicted we would, that we caught them on the downside of the arc. Or, and, or you could say, like, our good play hurried their descent down the arc. <laughs> I think that's a lot to Pushed ask. Pushed them down the hill. <laughs> we just gave them a little shove and let them roll. Um, I think that's a lot to, like, ask us to replicate against a very informed TL uh, where the players individually are showing that together they're a much scarier thing. So that's my thought, and I saved it until we got to Core JJ, because he's one of those players. Where I just feel like I cannot count him out, and I don't know why. And I think it's partially because he's so good, and we know he he's is Core JJ. Yeah. But then that whole thing kind of becomes true for the squad uh, as a collective unit here. Yeah. So here, my my thing about that is it's tricky because a lot of our fear of TL is based on how they looked in this past series, right? Yep. And, and the series before, but mostly how they looked in this last series. And you know, before the playoffs, I just wasn't scared of them. Uh-huh. And as we pointed out, we 3 0 them during the regular season. Um, we seem to match up well against them. So, and then the, the other thing, though, is like, well, we're kind of in the same dang boat where our form was really questionable at the end of the regular season, and then we came out and had an excellent playoff series, and that's the only thing we're basing any level of confidence on is what we just saw this past weekend. So both of these teams are in like a newfound upward trajectory, right? So does that cancel each other out? I don't know. Like who's going to find the extra synergy? I don't know. My gut is telling me that TL is going to be the greater sum of its parts, you know? And and I, I... it goes counter to what I've said uh, the split where, you know, I felt very confident that we just have matched up well against TL mm-hmm. this, this split, but I still get the feeling that we, I'm not sure how much we have available to play against them. Like what the champ pools look like in top lane, for instance, which this is the nightmare scenario when we have a frightening carry top laner yeah. to go up against. So, I don't know if it, so it, it, the lane by lane totality, right? Is top lane, them jungle us mid us bot us. And then maybe, oh, what did we come down on support? Regardless, we have, we have an edge for hundred yeah. T in the lane by lane. Right. So why am I feeling like that doesn't carry? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I Is think it it's just because it- they've played two playoff series instead of one. <clears throat> Where they found this new form, I don't know. It's really difficult to pin down for me. Are we going to do predictions? Is that what happens now? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Do you want me Since to go we're first? we're talking about it. Oh, sure. I'll go first. As, as sure. is customary, I'll go first. All right. Here's the question for me. How much do I believe that our improvements against EG1 were meaningful to, you know, and that you can translate them directly to this TL series and say we've improved in these ways EG was still at their high and we knocked them down um, and then I think for me the other question is well I've said this before I don't know I, I'm interested to see if it holds or not 
but like how much does top diff really matter? And we saw Alfari on more some more supportive champs. Like he's play he played two games in NAR in a four game series. Like if your whole rest of your team is a bit behind, a well placed gnarl is not gonna win you the game. And we've experienced that ourselves. So I'm always interested to see how how much does a really outstanding top laner translate to meaningful game changing influence if you have a mid lane that is behind, if you have a bot lane that is behind, and you you hit a four man Narstun and the fifth man you don't hit, it melts you. <laughs> right? Like how did how does that play out? So I think where I'm gonna come down on this one is is this. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna make my prediction with the full realization that it is continuing to rely a lot on things we just don't know yet, but that I I uh I do have confidence in our ability to accomplish. And that is I think that our coaching staff has shown that they are capable of getting more out of this team than their current state. They made a huge improvement from end of end of regular season to playoffs. And we looked sharp. Um, obviously, things we need to work on and improve. But we, we certainly looked better than we did at the end of the regular season. And I, so I have confidence in the coaching staff to continue that work. And I do think that there's value in us still being a bit of an unknown quantity here. Like I think TL is going to be preparing a little bit for what they think we will show up with. Um, and so what that tells me is if our coaching staff does their job, which I think they will, and we show up with different looks, I think we have a chance to take games from Liquid. Like, I don't think this is going to be a series where it's like, eh, we just show up and Team Liquid continues their effortless roll through playoffs. Um, and so it comes down to, do we have enough of that? And is TL's kind of like, you know, Ultron moment, are we seeing that against opponents who are not as, um, you know, well oiled as we are right now i don't know so all that being said i'm picking us and i'm gonna say uh i'm gonna say three one because i'm gonna take jat's words and i'm not gonna pick a three two even though i do think i i think it's here's my hedge um i think teal's a super good team i don't i'm not picking a three one because i i think that they are actually bad and everyone is just being you know having the wool pulled over their eyes just overrated or whatever i don't think they're overrated what i'm banking on here is that i think we haven't yet seen the top side of our curve so if we lose the series one i'm not going to lose sleep over it but two i think it will be because we um we haven't made as much improvement as i'm projecting that we could have and that we just haven't shown yet because we haven't had to against EG. That was a long prediction. Yeah. <sighs> so, first of all, I think you have a very like well reasoned perspective on that. Not always the case because like if you're gonna if you're gonna pick <laughs> if you're gonna pick hundred T to win the series, it should be for the reasons that you are mentioning here. So I like that and commend you, sir. Especially because my prediction is not based on any such thing as smart reasoning. <laughs> my, my prediction is 100% gut. Okay. Okay. 
And here's what's, here's what's happening. Okay. There is no way, no way that hundred thieves LCS makes it to grand finals smoothly. (laughs) You're going to tell me that hundred thieves is going to go cleanly through Nothing to do with the current players. Nothing to do with the current staff. 100% to do with the curse. All right? <laughs> you guys know we're a curse fan base. There is no way we're getting through this clean. All right? There's no way we're dodging uh, C9 or Immortals. One of those teams we will have to play in playoffs. And I think now is the time. I think it's our date with Destiny. Guys. I am predicting a 3-1 victory for Team Liquid. Okay. Sending Hunter Thieves down to lower bracket. Now, that doesn't mean it's over. We have that series we can lose and still make it back, which is very nice. Very nice. We're guaranteed two more series minimum, right? Yeah. Maybe three if we lose, right? Love that. If we lose and then win, we can get to three. But I'm, t- I'm telling you, just the energy out there and with how how much trash we talked after this past weekend <laughs> knowing knowing that like there are so many people who talk greasy like Yehoto or K's or whatever that have karma coming to them but it never happens because the universe is unjust <laughs> i just have that gut feeling man 3-1 tl okay i don't know if that's the end of our run End of our run and, means uh, we're chat, done. chat hates me already. Yeah, our playoff <laughs> run. I don't know if that means we're going to lose the next year. Chat hates me right now. Look, guys, <laughs> the <laughs> you should know, you should know that it, there's. Look, you're going to have a hard time winning an argument about who's the bigger hundred T fan if I'm the other person you're arguing against, right? <laughs> I think my track record speaks for itself, <laughs> but I'm just trying to be honest here. All right doesn't mean i don't like the boys it doesn't mean i don't like the staff of course i i i love them but it just feels like i mean this this segment is profit coal it's not <laughs> scholar coal it's not analyst coal it's profit coal the truth is simply given to me with no explanation and i just relay it to you yeah so well let me just say oh i'll say this um I know that we've talked about how hanging a banner is actually more valuable than going to Worlds. Yes. And I get that. I still believe it. I still believe it. I still do too. Even though I feel, I feel extremely happy about Worlds more than I thought I would. Yes. Agreed. And I think because we had to work so hard to get here, right? It felt like it, at different points of the season, it felt like it was a, a sure thing. It was a lock. as a guarantee. Like we, There's no way we couldn't go. And I think that's where it felt like, I mean, yeah, good to go. Great to be there but let's get a banner. But then it was in question. And so I think there's just that relief of like, Oh, thank goodness. We, we have that. They can't take it away from us. Cole. Um, so I think the, the thing that I'll say is I'm, I'm being reminded of how we've talked about this. This split does not feel like the split that we have to win, that we have to hang the banner. And, um, I didn't expect us to, for for certainly going into the split and then certainly for the end of the split so it does feel like we're playing with house money at this point where it's like hey look man if we if we make it to like the grand final 
I, that's, I feel great. I feel great. And in part, it's because I know that we have, we have time to build. You know, this yeah. is like when you get that roster that is like, we got a couple of young prospects and I'm thinking two to three years, we get the championship, right? Like, and we're just, we're going to, we're playing the long game. So to get to the place we're at in year one of the, the multi-year plan, like, wow. Okay. Well, that's great. That's even better. It is. It is great. But I, I'm not sure I'm fully on board with like it, now is not the time we have to win because look, look at what has happened. Cause like perks is not perks for whatever reason. I fully believe perks will be perks later on. I don't know, man. Um, I've talked and, about and this. All the roster turmoil that like TL had to weaken them. Um, TSM making lots of mistakes, like having K's on the payroll. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I think that there, there has been an opportunity granted to us this year. So, <laughs> I'm not sure I fully agree. Uh, it doesn't change the outcome, but we can continue to get better too. Like this is this is a mid-split team or mid-season team. You're not supposed to win with a mid-season team. That's not. Yeah, that's no. I 100% agree with that. And so and, look, you're you're thinking, well, they're getting better. We're gonna get better too. You know, of course we're yeah. gonna get better. So for me, it's like, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't feel like it's make or break. And I, and I think we've accomplished one of the most important things that you can in a season already. So just, it's good. It's all good stuff from here. Basically is my view. Yeah. Well, I think there'll be a roadblock coming up this weekend. So we'll, okay. we'll talk next week about how, how bumpy or smooth the road is. That doesn't mean I'm not going to be cheering for us to get the dove guys. Come on. <laughs> You know better. You know I'll be on Twitter. You know, you know where I'm at. Let's do some listener takes. Let's let's run through them really quick. Because guys, as a reminder, we are doing fast speak last week after this stream. Because so we're also going we got, to Berlin, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got a uh, we've got more coverage coming after this after a brief break. But let's run through these listener takes and uh, get there. Mont says game five looked like we were playing like we did at the start of the split. Closer Nava running the map, making plays with Huhi, FBI quietly farming into being very strong, and someday playing weak side and dying unnecessarily to gank, which is hilarious, by the way. <laughs> Though Mont does point out that the team still looked lost at macro at times. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with this take. I do, I, it felt, like game five felt so much different than the first four games. I don't, it, it did feel like we, we were comfortable there and mm -hmm. given what happened in game four that's absolutely outrageous to me but um yeah I like one thing we didn't mention one through one at all we I, we saw us run it a lot um it didn't look like our killer you know strategy not to say that it didn't like it didn't we didn't win the series so of course you know it got the job done but it wasn't like this oppressive there is no answer like it definitely took some finagling for us to get that thing locked in so I would say that if we want to bring that out at Worlds, I want to see us polish it up a bit more. But I'm glad to see, you know, we did do it and use it and it worked. Uh, but definitely not like, oh, wow, this is a one through one team. Yeah. Uh, Marp says, I just want to emphasize something Nadeshot talked about on the pre-show, which I didn't get to watch the pre-show. I'm really bummed. I need to go back because I actually love the idea of pre-shows. Yeah. 
um, about players talking smack and being confident. I agree it creates good entertainment for the LCS. In game four, when Danny made the clutch play, you see Jazuke getting up and <laughs> screaming across stage. I think seeing more of this will make competition and watching LCS games so much better. To, to me, this is a double-edged sword, right? Because on one hand, I can't deny that you are more compelled by that, right? Like it's, it's more compelling entertainment when stuff like that happens. Um, stuff like that, meaning even better when, yeah, talking smack, getting up in people's faces, yelling, whatever. Uh, it's especially good when it works out in our favor, like it did Mm -hmm. sucks real bad when it doesn't. (laughs) But uh, the, the other end of that is just like, I just hate, I just hate how, how much attention revolves around whether there's controversy. I mean, all the people complaining about LCS being boring. It's like, Oh, no one even talks crap to each other. It's like being toxic is not a requirement. Right. All right. And I don't think that the players who do it are even particularly good at it. I mean, I, I think like, I think that esports has miles to go when it comes to talking trash. I mean, maybe call of duty guys can, they, they can hold their own for sure. (laughs) (laughs) But in league of legends, man, it's just there. These people just aren't those dudes. They're just not those dudes. So yeah, I, I, I generally hate how much brand building has happened around being toxic and being negative and all that stuff. So that's a double edged sword for me, but I cannot deny that it's, it draws you in more when stuff like that is happening. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. It's hard. It's tough. Cause I, I always think of the UFC. I think they do. And I've more in the past than now. I just don't watch as much now, probably because some of their biggest personalities are not in anymore. Uh, I was in the Jones era, but I think <laughs> the, uh, the docuseries they do, man, it's just like they, they do such a good job of creating a compelling narrative. And that is what draws you into caring about fighters and personalities. It's not that these two people got in each other's faces the way in. And one of their goonies had to drag them back. It's the fact that, that you it's a really compelling like i think if they were if they were on their game they would snatch up this danny thing real quick and make him into be a like i'm gonna be interested to watch danny now more than i was before yeah for sure so like just off that one play is all it takes you can do so much more with that kind of thing than with like Oh, did you hear that somebody baited Abba into saying that Jazuke is stupid and he's not good? You know, like, okay. So that's my take on it. Yeah. Thanks, us, Crackdown. Excellent job. Give Great us show more format you have there. <laughs> give us. Did you watch that, by no, the way? No, I didn't. It was like, it's like, <laughs> you could practically see me like, come on, man. Come on. Uh, say something. What are you going like, to say? What are you going to say? It was so awful. They're just begging for it so uh, they can have a clickbait. Dang it. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay, Curly. From Flight Check Crew. Shout out Flight Check Crew, the FlyQuest version of Hunter Talk. <laughs> I need to stop saying that because that sounds disparaging yeah. to them. And I promise it's not. We actually love um, those dudes and love that they exist. And we want every team to have something like that. Um, and the Flight Check guys do a much better job than they get credit for. Also, um, may their following blossom. Yeah. Uh, they deserve it. Um, but Curly from Flight Check Crew says, with worlds on the horizon, how do you feel the team will hold up against the rest of the big four regions? So before you go, cause Jordan, I'll let you go in on this. Yeah. I just want to say curly. 
I know you're out of playoffs. You don't need to rain on our parade. You don't need to bring this grief to us. Okay, just because you're feeling sad. All right? We don't think about those things right now. We're just thinking about LCS. We just want a title. Do you understand? <laughs> we just want to enjoy you. this moment. Um, I mean, I, I think you could ask, I mean, this is a, an appropriate and responsible question to ask. Uh, and I think you, you can and should ask it of any, any team in NA because that's the question. We, NA has taken some, some knocks and we aren't, not, aren't looking particularly good on the, the global scene. I will say this. New teams, uh, here's what I gather, or I've heard. New teams coming out of EU, a lot of the old, old uh, guard is gone, it would seem. Um, so, you know, I think anytime you have teams like that that are new, there's going to be question marks. I think everybody probably still expects for um, China and Korea to be the, you know, the dominant forces there. Look, I don't, I don't have any impression that we are in the top 10 teams in the world. Um, I think that's optimistic. Uh, and we need to see a lot more from us before we have confidence to say that. I do feel like we are going to be, um, you know, I think we belong in that conversation of world's teams, uh, which is, I think, in some ways more than I could say the last time we went, because there were so many things that were yeah. uncertain about our roster yeah. um, and who we were sending. So I'm feeling more optimistic, but you know, I, I think anybody who tells you that we're going to easily shellac EU and then take down Korea is probably getting a little bit too big for the britches. Yeah, though I do think EU is not going to have a super good worlds personally, but you know, I'm 100% biased against them. So uh, Vic MCG says someday, dare I say it, gaffed impact in the majority of those games? Question mark exclamation point question mark exclamation point. Yes, he did. Glenn Taylor says. Thoughts on EG not banning Viego says the only way they play Viego is jungle swap. Do you feel there are meta picks Hunter T can be similarly pinched, exploited with because they haven't shown the ability to play with them well? So I'm, we, since we talked about the Viego weirdness with EG, let's focus on this, the back half of this. Um, are there meta picks that Hunter T can be exploited with because we haven't shown them as a strength yet? I mean, it's kind of interesting. We didn't, we didn't see any TK. I don't think in either of the series this weekend, if I'm not mistaken. So some of the things that we like didn't see Gwen. Um, some of the really constant picks last patch were just not seemingly not as dominant this patch. But Jordan, they nerfed Gwen's level one damage one percent or whatever. <laughs> so how could you play it? Yeah, c completely unplayable. Um, so I don't know. I guess is my answer to that, and I would say at at least it seems less likely that some of those glaring uh, gaps in our meta preparedness aren't as big an issue. If, if what you've seen from the last weekend is to be expected for the remainder of playoffs, which would be great for us. I'll just say, I mean, clearly Viego is something we're comfortable with and that, that does seem to be a, a, a big presence. So I, I can't think of anything right now that I'm, I'm really worried about. I don't know about you. I'd love to see us uh, take zigs and then flex it to support Ooh. year. <laughs> but um, I will say that, that my concern is in top lane. It's top lane champ pool. I'm not convinced. Um, went great this past weekend. Thank goodness. Uh, we'll see if that continues. 
Um, Kale Maldoran. Oh, we already said his thing about the stats. I still can't believe that average CS diff per game for for someday of forty nine point four. That is unbelievable. Um, JC one one says the one matchup that I was worried about was Impact versus Someday, and it turned out to be a non issue. The one game that they hard camped him, he had the same farm as Impact. Showed how big a waste of time it was for EG. Nice. I think we agree with that and covered that. So one final one that also agrees with what we said. <laughs> I should have audited these a little bit better before I rolled into them. But shout out to Ducky Cheese for coming through. Says at no point in the series did it feel like EG was actually outplaying Hunter T. And then he said, okay, besides maybe one player in particular at one particular moment. <laughs> then said any closeness in the series was purely a product of Hunter T misplaying situations in which they had control. Into my veins. <laughs> into my veins <laughs> i i sure hope that continues yeah all right well we made our prediction for next week already jordan calling the 3-1 victory Ooh. for under t oh boy uh-huh. right it was a 3-1 yeah, i said 3-1 you chose and then cole profit cole Pro- profit cole. you don't see profit in front of jordan's name profit cole calling the 1-3 loss for hundred thieves going down to the uh, loser bracket and I won't speak on what happens after that yet. But uh, yeah, we'll see which one of us is right. One thing's for sure. Got a huge monkey off our back already qualifying for Worlds, not having to go through play-ins, just feeling fine and dandy about that. I am, I am so proud <laughs> of this team. Anything after this, cherry on top cherry on top and i hope that that lcs title is in our future man nothing would make me happier than that mm. like short of a world's title <laughs> i would think i think look top top four at worlds is probably the only thing that can top it right when you think about it because like getting out of groups is really great by the way yeah it would be sick but i'm not sure i mean that's top eight i don't know it's a, i'd have to litigate that a little bit more but just lcs title would be huge i really hope that that's in our future me too oh it'd be so good oh all right well this has been a longer than expected hundred talk as always <laughs> stay tuned if you're in chat stay tuned because we're going to be we're going to take a quick break probably 10 minutes or so maybe 15 and then we're going to um do fast peak last week talk about hundred thieves of valorant so yes do not go anywhere Maybe you can watch Hotline League for like a little bit. Yeah. But, but then come back. Don't leave us all together. Come back, all right? Yeah. Come back. Um, be an interesting week, man. Bring the energy. If, if you've seen Make It Rain in chat tonight, bring that kind of energy this week as we get ready to play. I can't wait. <laughs> Love you all, and we miss you already. Take care. Wow.